Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Kyle and I read Justice League Origin by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee. This episode is released to coincide with our viewing of Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you want to hear my thoughts on that movie, go check out last week's episode. Uh, It's a collaboration with Worthless Film Podcast, and we go in almost two hours on Justice League by Zack Snyder. So go check that out. In this episode of Cameron Reads Comics, we read the new 52's Justice League number 1 through 6, and there are going to be full spoilers for those issues, so consider yourself warned. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram accounts, as well as clobber that like button and leave us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. In a world where inexperienced superheroes operate under a cloud of suspicion from the public, Loner Vigilante Batman has stumbled upon a dark evil that threatens to destroy the Earth as we know it. Now, faced with a threat far beyond anything he can handle on his own, the Dark Knight must trust an alien, a scarlet speedster, an accidental teenage hero, a space cop, an Amazon princess, and an undersea monarch. Will this combination of Superman, Flash, Cyborg, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman be able to put aside their differences and come together to save the world, or will they destroy each other first? Alrighty, and welcome, Kyle, back to the Camera Reads Comics Podcast. We are so glad to have you on. Um, Kyle, this is actually a super important episode, too, because Kyle and I watched the Zack Snyder Justice League cut together about, like, I don't know, two, three weeks Mm -hmm. ago. And so when I was like, ooh, I need a guest, obviously the Snyder cut or the Zack Snyder Justice League movie episode of Camry's comics was uh released last week and i just thought that to tie that in together would be really great as the comic that it was based on and so we read justice league origin but big shout out to kyle for being available to read this in a whirlwind i gave him like two days to read this so thank you kyle and welcome back yeah thanks man thanks for having me three pete yeah time <laughs> i'm honored you're basically a regular so kyle um what do you think about the title what did you think about this book? Well, I thought it was very fast paced. Uh, I will say we, of course, coming off watching the Snyder Cut, it was four hours. Like, did did a lot of that resonate? How? Okay, wait. Even before we get into what we read, how did the Snyder Cut resonate with, I guess, your posture towards the Justice League at all? I guess when I was watching the Snyder Cut, all I could think of was the 2016? Is that when they came out? Uh, 2017. 2017. Uh, that Justice League and how much I didn't enjoy that movie. And then although it was four hours and a lot of content to take in, and I think you and I can both agree it was a much better experience. Yes. And especially watching all at one time was tiring, but actually really exciting and rewarding at the end. I remember us talking about it after we watched it and we were like, wow, we actually liked that a lot better. We liked it a lot. We, I think you and I, it, we were nervous because Kyle, I think I think we said it, but Kyle and I watched it together and we just, we did it like not quite one sitting. It was the same evening, but it's like we went and got pizza and then we got, got, we got the cinnamon movie. rolls. Then we got cinnamon rolls at intermission because it was four hours long. And then there were multiple bathroom breaks because it was four hours long. And so we, um, yeah, no, we did a great job. We like powered through. I got to his house at like seven p.m. and we, I was out of there by like midnight because that was the movie we watched. So, um, yeah. So you're saying you had a, you you enjoyed the movie though, right? Yeah, I definitely did. There were some parts that were quite slow, and I think we can agree <laughs> unnecessary. Literally slow motion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throughout the whole thing, it was only in slow motion. Um, but anyway, yeah. And then reading this, actually, t- just today, I read the whole thing today, mm-hmm. and it's six issues? Six. Yeah, six issues. It's super fast and super fast-paced, so it was 
I guess the pacing was just so different from the movie. Even though this is what it was based off of, Zack Snyder obviously was like, okay, we need to slow this way down, (laughs) which I think actually was a very solid creative choice. You thought he was incredible? Yeah, I think so too. I think if I had a critique on this book, it definitely would be, I just wish we had more time to get to know these characters. But now, okay, with that posture from the movie that we watched going into what we read, like, how did you like what we read? I... Again, going back to being fast-paced, it there were just so many panels where I was like, oh, I didn't really get that, or I didn't really understand because it would just be this big part, and then it would cut immediately to someone somewhere else, and with no explanation, it was just, here's this, here's this, here's this, they win. And I guess the pacing of that is kind of, I wouldn't say what ruined it, because I, I enjoyed many parts of it, and I enjoyed how all the characters interacted with each other, how um, it was much more, like, dark side-centered. Yeah. And because he's Not, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a great, 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 great villain. Um, so, contextually, before we break down, like, a lot of the stuff that went down in the book... Um, this is very much a product of a DC reboot, a notorious DC reboot, the New 52... Are you how, how many of the new 52 titles have had you read before this? Well, not many. Uh when I first started reading comics, it was kind of just after like the Rebirth launch, which I believe came right after the new 52. Yeah, pretty much. Cuz I think there's a large majority that or at least a loud majority that ended up disliking the new 52. I just think they kind of ran out of steam with it. Right. And so I guess Starting during Rebirth, I found myself wanting to just do just read those titles and then maybe some of the classic titles. Yeah. And so I kind of stayed away from the New 52 because a lot of different podcasts and people who I talked to were like, eh, stay away from it. There's not that many great things there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after reading this one, I, I can see that there had to have been some bright spots. There were. Okay. Like, that's my thing is one of my biggest critiques is everyone there's a lot of trash talk that goes with the new 52. And I'm like, honestly, I can name there's amazing storylines that are still being used. And I think still should be used from that arc. So like, I'm just going to spout off some titles that were my favorite. And I want you to know if you've read them, because I think there's number one, I think the greatest new 52 story, or at least one of them top five for me is Aquaman. Yes. You read that? That was one of your first recommendations to me. I was like, this character is so cool. And this run, like you don't need to know anything. And then the way they changed his arc changed the entire way I see the character. It was so good. And so I really like their characterization of Arthur Curry, Aquaman, and in, we, we get that version of him in this story. Uh, I think actually, well, number one, the obvious choice, too, for a lot of fans is uh, Scott Snyder's Batman. Well, so Court of Owls, City of Owls, uh, Death of the Family. Uh, he did, they did a very long run. They did, a, obviously, like a 52-issue run of Batman. Scott Snyder's run of Batman, amazing. Like, changed everything. Uh, oh, Zero Year, all that. Uh, then... I'm like, I'm not losing steam. There's just 52 brand new titles <laughs> on. Uh, the Shazam reboot origin. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that story, which actually took place in like, you know how some issues like we'll do also featured in this story is, you know, a five page black Adam story or something. You know how that happens yeah. sometimes that is, uh, in that Shazam's reboot origin took place in the background of these justice league books, like in the actual issues. And so the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank reboot of Shazam was amazing. Wonder woman by Brian Azzarello and, and Cliff Chang was amazing. Uh, Batman and Robin by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason was amazing. Like, uh, obviously like, I don't think Superman was so good, but there's so many titles that people know and actually still recite that are really good. That came out of the new 52. So I, I, I'm not so in love with this Justice League run, mm-hmm. but it has been the foundation of multiple movies. We have so like Jeff, a, a, a long, long form Jeff Johns Justice League run like this one was really good, and I think we can thank the New Fifty Two for that. So, I just wanted to <laughs> declare my love to the New Fifty Two because I think that is everyone talks trash on it, and I don't think that is deserved. This might be a silly question, but did this come out like after all the? solo stories 
of all these characters? Uh, it was all coming out simultaneously. Okay. So, so we, we probably got an introduction to Aquaman, um, Green Lantern, Batman, well, all at that time. It's like subject to it's subject to like those stories. And so like, you know, I think all the number ones came out. So let's say that all these individual heroes, number ones had come out, you know, within the month before. And then two weeks later, Justice League number one comes out. And the idea of the new 52 was that it was a reboot and that everyone had been a superhero for five years. And so nobody quite knows one another yet. Uh, and it was up to the creative teams that were on each book, how much of their like that character's a legacy had already happened. And so for this one, it was, you know, Batman had always been Batman. He's had all, gone through all the Robins in five years. And right. it's like, that's crazy. Uh, Green Lantern, Jeff Johnson had already spent, you know, an extended length of time on that character. And so he's like, ah, oh, his origin is going to stay the same because mm-hmm. I made it. This was also uh new 52 spin- spins out of flashpoint, which was flash rebirth. Okay. And then, flashpoint where barry goes to this new continuity and so a lot of barry allen's recently changed origin stuff is still the same recently changed and so you know it's up to the creative teams and how they wanted to take what pieces of those characters worked because there's other stuff that had been like concrete concrete in the origins but then got changed so actually which spins us greatly into this story how did you feel about cyborg's origin in this story, we can compare it to the movie, but mm-hmm. as for right now, within the text and with the comic continuity that you know, how did you feel about his uh, origin being in it? So, I guess, in, I mean, in this origin, I mean, I you'll explain it, but basically, the mother box, which is a transportation device from... Um, apocalypse. P- apocalypse to Earth. Basically, he absorbs it into himself and he becomes that computer yeah which ultimately in in my opinion i think makes him so much more powerful than other origins where like his dad rebuilds him after an accident a car crash yeah yeah after a car crash and i think he would still be limited by just our own computer technology which obviously is becoming even more advanced nowadays but oh and it's only gonna get more advanced yeah right uh, but this this supercomputer that we as humans can't comprehend and don't understand the technology from an extraterrestrial planet, I think is a much cooler origin for him and ultimately just makes him more powerful and, in my opinion, more interesting. So I guess to answer your question, I liked his origin quite a bit. Did you... I, I think I like this origin too. Uh, would actually get, with with this character, this is also I think the one of the flagship titles where Cyborg. I think this is the first one where he becomes a member, full fledged member of the Justice League. So my question is, do you prefer him in the Justice League or do you prefer him in the Teen Titans? I grew up more with the Teen Titans. Great show. But I would say, I prefer him more on the Justice League hmm. because he. Always just had this uh, maturity with him that I guess in my opinion and from what I've read and what I've seen didn't really mix too well with like the the little issues of the Teen yeah. Titans and their family issues and lack of family issues. And uh, I guess I would just say, yeah, I, I prefer him as an adult and I prefer him as uh, a Justice League member. Yeah, and especially, like, we can, because this team is made up of, like, a bunch of the flagship supers, like, you know, in, in the Grant Morrison Justice League, it is is Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and it is Wally West. So those were sidekicks that were, that became supers, you know, like, became their flagship characters. And this one, I think he's the only window that we could possibly have into, like, a younger man's, you know, world, like, look at, you know, the 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 grown-ups you know mm-hmm. i mean these are the superheroes and now what am i doing here my one thing i okay so to answer my own questions that i gave you number one i think that i personally like him more on the teen titans okay um we'll fight um, um what did you say i said we'll fight yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's why you're here <laughs> <laughs> um but um i was like oh you want to talk about the book no <laughs> um but my thing is i i just think that I get where Jeff Johns is coming from. And I think that he's a really great character who's so cool and maybe potentially underutilized on the teen Titans. 
dealer's choice and however we want to feel about that. But I think that to just kind of make him the tech guy for the Justice League, I get it. He's a 21st century hero for like a technologically advancing world. And in this one, they kind of give him his credibility. But I think he could also have that on the Teen Titans. And, you know, this... I love this Justice League team, but I've also actually been reading... I'm, it's a little unfair. I've been reading the Scott Snyder Justice League stuff, okay. and I like that team a lot more. And so I will say it takes out the need for Batman to sit at his giant computer, and I guess that makes me kind of sad. Yeah, because I love moments where Batman's just looking at fifty screens in front of him and like pretending like he knows exactly what he's focusing on. Exactly. I'm like the the artist. The artist makes Batman smarter than he is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. Okay. So now. But bringing it back to Batman, he's the one who opened the story with us. And actually, I didn't realize, but like from the Whedon cut of the Justice League, uh, I didn't realize that was pretty much the same exact opening. So the the opening of the Justice League from uh, Joss Whedon's, or at least the main scene that I remember, is a parademon flies into Earth and Batman's pretty oh, yeah. much sulking around and he's trying to investigate that. We get exactly that right. in this story. And so how did you feel about Batman being the one kind of opening it up and then him just running into Green Lantern? I I like when I, I personally like when Batman's the center of of like a storyline with the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And in, in this story, they really harp on the fact that he doesn't have actual like superpowers. Yeah. And um, I I just love that because they just don't understand that he is so smart and he's so capable and obviously he's rich, which makes it a little easier. My man. (laughs) Um, But he brings so much to the table and so much more than just like a superpower. So to, for him to be like always in the shadows and always having the best interests for the justice league at, at heart. I like when he's like the personal center of it. And when he starts it out and he's always just a good interaction or introduction to to any story really it's batman yeah yeah there's there's few characters that are as accessible um then going from there how we get a very specific dynamic between him and green lantern how did you feel about the characterizations and the relationships that were going on within this story because i think they were they're they're very specific and i don't know if i personally loved them but how did you feel well green lantern's just a tool Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. Simply, he's just a tool, and uh, I like that Batman eventually put him in his place, and um, and so their relationship butting heads pretty much the whole book, uh, I guess, was something that gave the book like a personal touch, and like these this worldly uh, superhero that is supposed to be protecting Earth his sector of the universe which is green lantern Mm -hmm. and he has still this like crippling personal issue of being just liked and being the center of attention and batman's basically just like what are you doing yeah why why do you want that i found that scene to be so interesting and like it was it, it again like i said it's very specific and I obviously it couldn't have happened between two characters, but that is like kind of a, a moment that I did not see coming that I just absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. I was so fascinated by it. And like, I don't know if Batman's superpower is relating to people on a personal level, <laughs> which is like, you know, we saw that and I did, I liked that moment too though. Like, don't get me wrong, but I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that moment where he kind of, gave green lantern he's like you and i are actually the only two normal people here yeah. i mean and barry's kind of normal but like he he is super powered and i get green lantern is super powered but his power comes from his will mm-hmm. barry's doesn't come from his will it comes from his like super speed yeah. you know i mean he can barry has control in all situations green lantern and batman definitely do not mm-hmm. and so that that was i think that was a very smart writing choice of them of Jeff John's really showing how well he understands these characters. Uh, how did you feel about them all coming together? Uh, I mean, I, I unfortunately would keep harping on the fact that it just happened so fast. It did. Um, well, it was six issues. It's yeah. like, okay, here's the big bad. Here's the resolution. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, super seven. You know, I, I guess, I guess I'll give the thing I liked the least uh, first, which was, Wonder Woman's introduction 
Uh, I haven't seen this version of Wonder Woman where in this uh, Diana is totally seen as this like aggressor and always looking for a fight. And that's kind of how the various uh, U.S. agents and people see her. And that's not a Wonder Woman that I picture or envision or like seeing. Like she shows up and she's like, let's fight. Like, yeah, I, I like the more personal and um per, yeah personal like wonder woman yeah uh giving that uh that feel to the book where um where i mean in this she's just so aggressive and i guess that's cool like more power to her yeah um but that's just not how i picture wonder woman she's obviously so powerful and so strong but I, I never really see her as someone who's always seeking that out, but more of like a protector and a defender. And and yeah, and I, and then I guess I, on the opposite end, I thought Aquaman's introduction was awesome. Uh, that's, you know, she's, she's a tough character to land because, you know, you have to be able to balance like the grace and tranquility that mm-hmm. comes with her, but then also the fact that she has been raised to be a warrior. Yeah. And so bridging that gap, good luck to every writer that takes her on because I... It's a challenge, mm-hmm. and it's very subject to her. Uh, but I agree that Aquaman has been the butt of every freaking Justice League mm-hmm. joke in the entire world. And so then when Green Lantern says, what can you do? And then he shows them what he can do. I was like, hell yeah. He summons the great white sharks to take out a bunch of the parademons, and it's this beautiful splash page. I was like, I didn't I read it online, or like digitally, like on mm-hmm. DC Universe. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. But it was good, <laughs> and I liked it. The most important detail is that... And and if again for the fans, go read Jeff Johns' Aquaman run, one of the penultimate DC runs in my opinion. And he what like he he does that exact same moment where there's a robbery on land and he just kind of stops it and they're like, "What are you gonna do?" Like, and then they try and shoot him because he's Aquaman, and then he like bullets bounce off his chest because he's still super powered, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What?" And he's <laughs> and he just gives them the look and he's pissed at them and. Oh, it's so good. He's cool, man. Jeff Johns does a cool Aquaman. He does a great Aquaman. And even even he made fun of the yellow shirt. He's like, you think I would show or, or orange shirt? He's like, you think mm-hmm. I would have chosen orange for this? Like, if I yeah. had to say. Hal Jordan said, take off the necklace. Yeah. And actually, okay, wait. How did you like, with the new video, how did you like the character designs? Uh, The art, I think, was the, I guess, I don't even know why I haven't even mentioned it. The art was, in my opinion, the shining moment of this book. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I I was all about it. Jim Lee, Jim, yeah, Jim Lee's the main yeah. artist, right? Yeah. No, he he killed it on this book. I thought all the characters looked great. Um, yeah, Aquaman's design looked wonderful. Uh, I guess Superman kind of looked like a teenager. Oh yeah, looks this. younger. Yeah, he has uh, longer hair. It's mm-hmm. like what? Yeah, I always picture Superman for some reason being like massive mm-hmm. and and just like non-proportional uh which is much different from this he's very and, proportional in this yeah book. and then and then jim lee draws the crap out of batman always he draws such a good batman yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm in love with all these costumes like actually though and this is my one complaint it's the saddest thing is that i don't i think that all these like this is my favorite Aquaman costume ever. Mm-hmm. And it's the only time we ever see it because in Jeff John's Aquaman run, he does not wear the necklace. He doesn't have the, mm-hmm. I don't care about the sideburns. I'm like, take those off, whatever. But I think the necklace is so freaking cool. And he has like a chain attached to his, uh, trident. And I was like, I really like, you the like chain. all the scales. Yeah. Scales for sure. Always. And I'm like, that makes sense. And like, they make the orange work. It's the cover to, I actually bought it because it's one It's my favorite Aquaman. Look, it's the cover to justice league number four. And it's just him in front of the mm-hmm. waves. And I was like, he looks so freaking cool. How come we didn't? Because I'm like, yo, he like found that necklace under buried treasure in the sea. And it's Atlantean and it's cool. And I'm like, how? Your costume is literally lame. I don't know. And then I, that's just a personal preference on the Green Lantern costume. Mm-hmm. I'm just not in love with it. But and then, yeah, I mean, these yeah. it like for me, when I started reading comics, these were kind of just like the main and normal suits that I pictured. Really? Yeah. Um, just like the classic uh, Justice League costumes. So, I mean, hitting that, and I don't know if I had seen pictures before or mm-hmm. had seen this art before, but it really kind of hit home. Yeah. It's, for me. It's good, and I think when... when- 
when you're giving someone like a book like this, had you had you read this before this? No. Oh, really? I okay, did not well, know. Well, great. Um, ha- like I think this is just kind of a bread and butter comic you can give to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Would you Would you give this to like, if someone said, "Hey, I don't know anything about Justice League. I want to learn." Would you just give this to them? I. Yes, I would. Although it's fast paced, uh, again, going back to like them starting out with Batman, uh, I think that's a really nice introduction. And then honestly, I think just today, almost everyone knows at least Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and Flash. I think the one person they might not know is Cyborg, which you get his origin in this book, which I think is perfect. So, So I guess I say I... I would. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think I agree with you. It wouldn't be my like, okay, so I don't know. It just depends. It's subject to the person you're learning mm-hmm. the comic to, but for the most part, this is an origin story. I don't know. If this is my definitive justice league origin story because I think, I think they're going for big and blockbuster, but I just don't think a lot of the beats landed with me because I really, I really didn't like how much they thought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not that they need to get along, you know, kumbaya, but I'm just like, how come the first thing we see is like Batman and Green Lantern just like not getting along? And then the first, the, the beginning of the second issue is, okay, let's go fight Superman now. I'm like, what? That mm-hmm. And, and I get that they're trying to find out who the leader would be. I kind of really don't like that it, it became Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that either, no. I was like, I really, really, really appreciated the beat where Batman's like, because I, I agree with everything Batman said. I think Hal is smart, and I think if he kind of got his head out, of, head out of his ass, he'd be a great leader. Mm-hmm. How come, where's the Superman who's filled with hope that people want to follow? You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. he is tender and wise and, you know, wants the best for everyone. I'm like, and, well, okay. In this book, he was on Apocalypse and just mm-hmm. being like murked and lobotomized or whatever by Darkseid. But I, I, I don't know. I just think it was a little rushed. And then at the very end, just the last beat was kind of like, what? What? Okay, the Superman just beat Darkseid kind of on his own? To, to agree with your point, um, I, I like the Justice League and I like, honestly, the DC Universe where everyone's definitively like Superman's at the top. Yeah. Nobody's going to beat him. He is the symbol that we can all strive to be as superheroes. Like he, I guess he has his what maybe one flaw, yeah, in life. Uh, and so I, I, when I picture my Justice League, when I picture them, it's definitively no one's gonna beat Superman. No one's gonna yeah. test him. Um, the only one who has any sort of idea to uh, take him down would be Batman. Yeah. I would say, but I, I guess when I picture my Justice League, I want Superman at the top. Yeah. But then I also want him in the shadows asking Batman for advice. Yeah, like always. I think if a very much a Tom Taylor take uh, is Batman's favorite superhero is Superman, and Superman's favorite superhero is Batman, mm-hmm. and they're best friends. But it's not like again, it's not kumbaya. It's mm-hmm. you know the only person Superman would trust you hold kryptonite is Batman. Mm-hmm. And you know, Batman obviously wouldn't have it any other way. He'd put the kryptonite in his yeah. hand <laughs> and, and you know, but, but he, he can't be the same kind of hero that Superman is. He can't kind no, of provide polar opposites. He can't provide the hope, but he really respects Clark for hit for Clark's ability to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really am down with all that. So, um, yeah, and I think some of that was lost on this story, mm-hmm. but I really liked the moments when Batman was also able to ground the team when they're fighting Superman. He's like, "We, we sh- shouldn't be fighting right now." Yeah, he's like, "Guys, we need to stop." Like Superman, like, how can we talk? Like he said, "I think we are all trying to fight the same thing, mm-hmm. and so let's just solve this." Yeah, I like that. I mean, in this in this origin. I, I don't know if there's like implications that Batman and Superman has have crossed paths at this point. Uh, I don't know if they touched on that. Um, you know, for it's sure, a, it's a weird. I don't think so. Yeah, but, but it's also like inherently and naturally, there's a point where Batman and Green Lantern are talking. Uh, the team was kind of waiting for instructions. Superman had just been taken by um, by Darkseid, and. Uh, Batman and Green Lantern are talking. Green Lantern, 
Green Lantern's like, what do we do? What do we do? And Batman's like, you go handle them. I'm going to get Superman. Mm. And how he like inherently was like, whatever I got to do, we need him. Mm-hmm. And to, again, like harp on our points of yeah. we like their relationship, um, which was lost in this story. I like that it at least mentioned and got to that point where he was like, you do that. My first priority is getting back Superman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I believe in you guys to mm-hmm. do this, and he, and and even the the, the mytho- mythology. What am I trying to say? The methodology, and even the way he explained it to Green Lantern was, we are playing baseball right now. Mm-hmm. We need to play football. Like right. we need to be a team. Like it's not every time it's batter up, and that's not how we need to play this. And I was like, ooh, I just really like that because it's just. Which, as a baseball player, I personally disagree with. However, oh. I get the point that. <laughs> Jeff Johns was trying to make. I'm like, dang. You heard it here first. Jeff Johns is a, he's a football fan, not a baseball fan. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, so, my I guess going into the villain and Dark Side as it as an entity. How did you feel about his characterization, and how did you feel about his introduction? Um. Personally, uh, I'm a big fan of the Young Justice, uh, cartoon yeah. series and. Uh, he's obviously plays a, a central role in that, even though he actually in three seasons that we've seen, hasn't come to earth yes. to fight. And I guess in, in my experience with dark side, I like when we get a lot of planning and dialogue and we get to see like how much he wants to like consume earth and yeah. get like just destroy earth basically. And in this, how he just kind of shows up, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd say it. a lot of his characterization was kind of lost in that and how he just kind of seemed like obviously the super powerful person, but I guess going back to when we would give it to someone, they'd be like, who the heck is this guy? Yeah, right. You know, like there really wasn't any introduction to him. He just showed up, shot beams out of his eyes, mm-hmm. and it blew up a few of the justice league so yeah and this 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 was always going to be like this story and like jeff john's justice league run was always going to be like a slow burn because eventually this leads to you know the epilogue in the story leads to an event called trinity war and then trinity war leads to eventually the dark side war so so they get there they'll get this was a soft opening to dark side being powerful it was both and i'm like here's the way like i like that he was the foe that brought them all together. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, if, if I could critique and Zack Snyder, you know, he, he was trying to build a trilogy. And so, mm-hmm. uh, dark side, not being the main villain of justice league is fine. And I actually really liked how, what they did with Steppenwolf. Uh, in the comic though, I'm glad it was dark side because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, you know, I, I wish we had more of a reason for him. Cause he's like, I came for her. And that was really about as much as we saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I was like, I, it was unclear to me. And then um, we saw, we saw them fight him on a unified front. And like, once they made the plan and once they went for it, like, because I think, I think Wonder Woman is a better fighter than Superman, mm-hmm. and so she could, I think she 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 could put up a tough fight on Dark Side. I just don't think she's as strong as Superman. And so like mm-hmm. him, Clark being the one to do it all was was great but i'm not in love with that but anyways anyways i liked dark side and mm-hmm. i like also kind of the suddenness i think i liked him being the antagonist but yeah, yeah. i don't know and even everything he did was fine i loved the omega beams with flash and who was it superman yes yeah because flash had and to flash fight. had to save him from yeah. getting hit by it the first time yeah and the second time no so cool i'm like the I just love the Omega Beams. And obviously, like, I'm just a huge Dark Side fan in general because. You want to get into that? The Dark Side versus Thanos? Shoot. I think we need a mini lesson from you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Putting you on the spot here. Here, it's not even like a lesson. It's just that I think Dark Side is the superior villain. So for comic. We, we talked about this in episode one. Um, oh, that's right. I'm, Mr. Miracle, yeah. Yeah, it just makes me real. Okay, long story short. I won't rant because I think, you know, Thanos is a great villain too on his own. Like go Mm -hmm. do his thing. But long story short, uh, Jack Kirby came to DC comics after a long stint in Marvel where 
and DC was like, you can have whatever you want. And so pretty much dark side or not dark side, Jack Kirby, (laughs) (laughs) Jack Kirby pretty much creates the fourth world, which is these characters as we know them, you know, that's Mr. Miracle. That's high father. It's Orion dark side. Everyone, he builds his own mythology within the DC universe. Uh, Dark side being the grand antagonist of the universe. I'd argue he left Marvel, gave them all their heroes, and then came to DC and gave DC their greatest villain ever. Dark side's pursuit has always been the anti-life equation so that he can, you know, get rid of all life or world domination, mm-hmm. whatever it be. Uh, that's the Maltese Falcon of his pursuits. Uh, eventually, very shortly after, I'd say 10 years after Marvel, Jim Starlin creates, uh, Thanos, mm-hmm. who is, you know, the very similar, like, just look at their body shapes. You know what I mean? Very similar, uh, menacing villain, not in pursuit of the anti-life equation, in pursuit of the infinity gauntlet so he can wield all the power in the universe, blah, blah, blah. Now go to now where Darkseid, in my opinion, and I think it's pretty universally agreed among comic fans, is the superior villain, uh, who I, I believe Thanos is kind of a ripoff of mm-hmm. like not even kind of, but I want to be nice. <laughs> and I think, I think, I think Thanos is a great villain. I think San- Thanos has better solo stories than dark side does. Mm-hmm. But, um, thanks to Jason Aaron and Donnie Gates, go read those books. Oh yeah. It's really good. <laughs> like they're, they're like, seriously, I don't, I don't think there's a better dark side story that mm-hmm. stands up to Thanos wins or even Thanos rising by Jason Aaron. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, I just think that now after infinity war and end game, if Darkseid ever makes an appearance, people are going to think of Thanos first and they're going to pair, compare Darkseid to Thanos, which should not be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Oh, man. But that's just me. And I'm very passionate about that. But also it's like, you know, more comic, more great comic content just gives us great comic content. So I'm OK with all of it. And I can have my, you know, the scenes that we had in Justice League were really satisfying Oh my gosh, this also comes off the tail news. Did you hear that the New Gods movie has been canceled? No. Yeah. That's what the only thing I was looking forward to. Well, now we can talk about Black Adam and look forward to that because I'm okay. so freaking excited for that. There's a little bit of a tangent there, but um, yeah, no, I guess I like Darkseid in this book. How'd you like his costume? Darkseid's costume? Yeah, it's not his standard look. Um, I guess I didn't really notice... Oh well, that's um, good. I apologize for that. It's okay. I don't really have an opinion on that. He literally—I thought he looked fine. He usually <laughs> has a dress on, and I'm gonna pull it up for you. A dress? Yeah, yeah. It's like a purple dress. That. Oh my gosh! There we go. It's in my. It's on, if anyone's wondering, it's in my search bar. He has like actually. Do you have like armor on? Yeah, he has an armor. Look more on. like robotic. He looks more like he has like armor on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he has the omega symbol, which is pretty sick. Like, you know, he has this kind of look where. I guess it makes sense since most of the time we see him, he's on Apocalypse just being comfortable at home. Whereas <laughs> hey. I guess he did get ready for ba- some sort of battle when he came here. I think I think that he also got a redesign in the New mm-hmm. 52. And I like I like the look. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, okay, so now I, I got probably three more questions for you. Um, number one, who in this story was your favorite character? I'm gonna give it to batman really why uh for the reasons we've talked about before and then to even uh go a little bit further was he just seemed to be continuously the heart and soul of each issue uh it starts out with him each uh conversation ends up going through him at some point Mm -hmm. uh he is the one that goes and saves superman and goes and gets him and brings him to the rest of the justice league and that couldn't have happened without him uh he was the only one that really thought of it the ev- superman was taken and kind of everyone else was like all right what do we do now no. we got to do it ourselves and uh he was like no we need him and i think that's the smartest play and yeah. anyone's first move should be let's get superman on our side yeah even i'm like what am i what am i gonna wear today let's get superman <laughs> on our side um i think that if I think you're right too, and and Batman is a character that if if you are searching for someone who understands the situation you are in in any depth in any situation, he will be the person mm-hmm. who understands and then procedurally understand what needs to happen next. And yeah. I think they nailed that in this story. Mm-hmm. So I think I agree with you, but I don't think he was my favorite character. 
I think my favorite character, it was a tie actually. I liked Aquaman and the Flash. Mm. Because I Barry is a hard person for me to really admire because mm-hmm. again, I really like Wally West and uh I think Wally's my preferred Flash. But I think all the dynamic between Barry he he wasn't the jokester. Like Barry's not a funny guy. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and and Zack Snyder's Just League, he's he's funny and in they needed comedic relief. You know what I mean? It couldn't. For that it couldn't. Four have, hours they needed it. Yeah. Yeah, and he was. It was. He was great. But I think that his the levity he brought was serious because it was because Hal is out here making an ass of himself, mm-hmm. and Barry's the one that he knows. You know what I right, mean? Right. And so Barry's just like he's poking at Hal logically, critically thinking, and then you know. He, he he went into most of the situation really just trying to look for some resolve. You know what I mean? He tried to save Superman. He tried. He's like, here's the options of what we can do and what I can do with my power. And then Batman's like, okay, you sound like a cop. And he's like, oh, yeah, I am a cop. And then <laughs> then Hal's like, Barry, you're giving up a secret identity. And Barry's like, you just called me Barry. So <laughs> it's like I, I really – I liked the levity that he brought to you, someone like Green Lantern, but it – it, it it still felt true to the character. And mm-hmm. even like the, the dynamic where it last, I was like, oh, I need you to come help me. We're fighting Superman. And he said, last time you and I teamed up, we like fought psycho gorillas and, you know, like clearly alluding to Gorilla Grodd. And like, mm-hmm. it was so funny, but I, I, I liked Barry and I liked the way that he dodged the um, Omega beams. And that arc was Superman. I think he, when it comes to being a team player, uh, he was great. And then for Aquaman, I really liked you know, the integrity that was given to him. Like we talked about that a little bit earlier, but yeah. I just, his design and the, I also like that. I like that. I didn't like, but I did like the, when they were talking about who's going to be the team leader and Aquaman's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to be the leader. That's still in character. Hal is going to be the kind of guys like, I yeah, I'm the leader. Like, and he, that's why he felt like he had to prove himself. And Batman's inherently like, yeah, okay, look, look no further. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I agree that Batman's the leader. But anyways. So who's your Justice League leader? Superman. Okay, Superman cool. always. <laughs> cool. Superman, but with Batman whispering in his ear. Yes. That's yeah, really yeah, yeah. my Justice League. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's kind of like, and you know, and I'm not trying to step on any toes. You know, you know how if your parents are fighting or something or like, you know, if you're having a hard time and you don't know what's going to happen and your parents just kind of lie to you and they say, it's going to be okay, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. That's Superman. You know what I mean? That yeah. that parent is Superman. But when the parents are alone and you're not there, they're like, okay, what are we going to do to solve this? I think that's, you know what I mean? That's Batman and Superman working together. But yeah, Superman is the front. Like, how's this? Like, you know, you know it also didn't sit well with me and I think this is kind of why... Batman would never show up at like a freaking outdoor award ceremony for him in his honor. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes, I understand that was a footnote that needed to happen. It was the superheroes being engaged. That's fine. I, that's not who he is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be the rest of them there. And then he's off still staring at Gotham. Yeah. He's literally looking at his 50 computer screens. Like, and that's figuring out the next thing. He's like, okay, what's Riddler up to now? You mm. know what I mean? And that's that's how I feel about that. And so, you know, there's some tone tonal things that I want I I don't think I quite agreed with, but like I think they tried to fit a lot into these a six lot. issues. Yeah. Like that first issue was a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my next one for you would be what is your favorite moment? I would say it's a tie. Uh it's a tie between Actually, what you kind of um, brought up just a little bit was Barry dodging the Omega Beams, where how he phases through all the parademons, yeah. and, it, and it basically sets, for anyone who doesn't know, the Omega Beams can kind of like lock, yeah. he can lock target. That basically. is the coolest thing ever, too. Mm-hmm. He shoots them out of his eyes, and it locks on target. They're not a singular like vertical or horizontal beam, like they move. Yeah. They bounce off stuff. They yeah. they're completely going around, and he's like, "I gotta get it off my back. I gotta get it off of him." And then I don't know if it's bat. Someone tells him it's got it's on us, and we gotta get it off of us. And he's like, 
okay, and he phases through these parademons, and it locks onto them, and it blows up a bunch of them. Yeah, because, yeah. And sick. that part's so smart, and I love when when all the flashes can go through things, and they figure that out. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I, I love that part. And then, and then again, going back to when Aquaman sh- uh, shows up, and uh, Hal Jordan's like, "What can you do?" And he just—it's literally two or three straight pages of Aquaman kicking ass, just right in front of him while they're doing nothing. He summons the sea. Uh, sharks kill a bunch of parademons and then he fights one one-on-one and just absolutely destroys it and then it leaves the rest of justice like basically speechless mm-hmm. and i guess going back to like how he's kind of been the the joke and the the butt of the justice league i love how i guess in our lifetime and these recent years how he's really gotten uh this extra leg to him and he's got this extra power to him. An extra and, fin, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> uh, and I mean, obviously now with Jason Momoa being Aquaman, how can you, how can you get any cooler than having that guy play that character? Yeah. He's so freaking cool. And like, I don't know, just you, the first time I ever thought the orange costume could work was in the Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so cool. Like I, that movie I think too is up there. Top three DC movies mm, off the top of my head, top three DC movies in the universe. And so I agree. Um, okay. I think my next question, or I didn't say my favorite moment. I think my favorite moment is similar to what you're talking about, but, and again, I just wish we had more time with this character. I actually really wish it would have opened up with the writer dude his name's mm. david something that yeah, you know yeah. he it was i think right after that where he kind of saw that moment with flash and he mm-hmm. saw them save and he said i woke up today and i didn't think i'd see it tomorrow and then you know it's the, it's the narration of the just league currently like with their plan fighting just league like working as a team or fighting uh dark side as a team it was very cool and then he says and then i saw it it was tomorrow and it was the justice league like in a full page splash panel and it was like so cool and i was like then him being the one to name them the justice league and actually the cover of the book that he wrote was the original starro the conqueror the first mm-hmm. i think i think it's the first brave and the bold issue where they were fighting together and i was like that's exactly what i needed you mm-hmm. know so seeing that was really cool i really like that moment i think it's always something extra special and it's I think it's a tool that not enough writers use is when you see like a civilian's perspective on these larger than life characters. Like I don't know if you've ever read Marvel's not. That is, Oh my gosh. It's, 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 it's a dude kind of a dude, a civilian's perspective. He's a photographer walking through pretty much all these major, major Marvel events. And just kind of like, as the superheroes are coming out, it's just crazy. It's a really cool look at the legacy of those characters, but I like the way that that was utilized in this. So um, I think that was my favorite moment. But I wish, I really, really, really wish that we he didn't just start in like issue three. I wish. Yeah, that, that was kind of funny how yeah that seemed like something that it would have started page one. Yeah, I'm like yeah, like literally open up the book with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. I'm not part of the process. So <laughs> so what do I know? Um, okay, last question, Kyle. What would you rate this story out of ten? I'm gonna be a little harsh and you, give you it a. Five and a half. I am giving it a six. So, and I feel bad because I haven't the last two Jeff Johns books I've read. I've not given him I think up more than a seven. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Batman Three Jokers. Mm. And I want I want the audience to know that I really like Jeff Johns. Like, mm-hmm. He's a great writer. Like read his Aquaman Incredible, stuff. Yeah. JSA his Green Lantern run is obviously unparalleled. Uh, I love his Shazam story. Like I like Jeff Johns. I just think that when I think this is kind of falls into one of those spells of an event book, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where they're trying to make it something bigger than it actually is. And they kind of pumped up more of the marketing than the story. I'm like, maybe if this was eight issues, I think Mm -hmm. it could really have some, whoa moments, but it was a whirlwind. He was writing multiple books at the time too, right? Yeah. So so you know, I, I, hit them all. I appreciate that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because let me tell you, he's hitting Aquaman right now. He's yeah. doing, or when it was being written, he was killing it. And and this and this ties into one of the best Aquaman stories too, which is uh, like I think so for the way it was collected. Because I was buying these in the hardcovers when they're coming out, just like that's what we read from. Uh, there's one more. There's I think 
a second issue and then the third or second volume and third volume is throne of Atlantis. And so it's an Aquaman justice league tie in. And that's just, you know, everything it's all the coolness of the, the orm ocean master stuff. And he becomes a really cool villain too. So it works. And, and then he, he does another, another great event in the series forever evil. I don't know if you ever read that, Mm -hmm. but it is, it's really great. And so to, to be able to see, um, that happened within this text. Uh, maybe this is in the book, but I actually do like this Justice League run. Well, when Jeff Johns listens to this, he does, which he will. Uh, Hi, Jeff. How's the yeah. film? <laughs> uh, just know that we may not have loved this, but we love you. And we've loved a lot of things that you've written and oh, yeah. was a very central part to me getting into comics and staying in comics. Oh, absolutely. Jeff, we are huge fans. And Jim Lee, too. <laughs> Personally, I didn't mention that artwork. I. I'm not in love with the Jim Lee artwork. I thought, I don't know, there's just a lot of lines all the time. And sure. I'm like, sometimes they weren't. But, 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 obviously, Jim Lee, you know, there's a list that I, I my, our, we have a podcast we really like, mm-hmm. Geek History Lesson, yeah. did a top five Batman artist episode, and they put Jim Lee at number one, and I think I have to agree mm-hmm. with Jim Lee being the best Batman artist. Uh, and so, I recognize, in and these guys too, like, at the time this was being released, Jim Lee, I think, is the hardest worker at DC Comics because he does so many variants. Yeah. He does so many interiors. And then on top of that, he's overseeing all these other creative projects. Not solely, I understand. But to be the flagship face of that organization, mm-hmm. like, all the power to you. And so... You can show you that just he just loves creating art. Yeah. Where he's like literally one of the top dogs, if not the top dog. Yeah. And he's still just sticking to his roots and writing things for different covers. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it helps sell more books too. Yeah. If his name's on it, it yeah. sells. And so, you know, I, it not, not my favorite book, but also it's not my least favorite mm-hmm. book either. I've yeah. read a lot worse from other <laughs> creators. And so, you plenty know, worse. plenty worse, but this was good. And so not amazing. I recommend it. I think I, how's this? I give it a six, but I do think it's necessary reading. Mm-hmm. If you're a Justice League DC fan, you just want to hear a different take on all of them getting together, go check this out. You recommended this to me like three years ago, but I never read it. Until now. <laughs> so the recommendation stood, and now here we are. <laughs> I got him to read it, guys, and that's what good friends do. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, Kyle. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod. Uh, for my fans, please go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, YouTube at camera reads comics. Make sure to smash that, uh, subscribe and like button on YouTube. And please, please, please leave me a five-star rating review on iTunes. We will see you guys later.